Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Simply Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Vanna, and let's talk about the elephant in the room right now. I haven't made a podcast in about two weeks. I really needed a mental health break and to focus on my studies because with midterms coming up, and especially the degree that I'm working for, I needed to put all my focus on that and take a little vacation, and that's what I did. But I'm back, I'm refreshed, better than ever, and we are going to get into today's topic. Now, the last episode, I said it was going to be a surprise, and on Instagram, at Simply Wellness, I posted that it was going to be about grit. But we're going to change gears here, and we're going to talk about something that has been relevant in my life, at least, this week. And I feel like it's not talked about enough, and that is body dysmorphia, or known as BDD, body dysmorphia disorder. Um, We're going to get into depth about the certain triggers, the symptoms, who suffers the most from it, how do you know if you have body dysmorphia, how serious is this, what is this related to, and how does this affect your brain, and how do you accept your body? Um, First of all, I always talk about my stories and relate our topics to it because I don't want people to go through the same things that I have been through. And it's mostly to spread awareness and to help others. Or if you know someone who has it, you're able to take these tools that I give you and put them to your life or someone else's life. So what is body dysmorphia or known as BDD? It is a mental health topic, and it's a psychiatric disorder. Now, it's where you see yourself as a certain image when it may not be true. You see all your flaws, you know, like your pimples, you your cellulite, your stretch marks, you know, relating to women. And it can even occur in men, too, you know, their masculinity, if they're too skinny, too big, if they're in the gym, it it occurs in everyone. And um, knowing the signs and being able to dictate, okay, this is what it is, is what really helped me find out that I had it. And it all started in high school. When I was in high school, it was my freshman year. You know, I entered my freshman year with this mindset, super positive, and I was able to make friends. You know, I had a little small group, as does everyone else, but I always caught myself comparing my body image to others, and um, it was a really big problem. It was to the point where I wouldn't eat in high school during the day, or when I did, it was very small portions, and then it got to the point where I stopped eating altogether unless I was at home with my mom. She makes the best cooking. She would obviously make me eat, but um, yeah, it just affected my mood. It affected how I thought of myself, and I let it define who I was as a person. And around my senior year of high school is when I realized, okay, you know, I need help. I need to get out of this, and that's when I started going to therapy That's when I started eating more and I gained a lot of weight. And as soon as that body dysmorphia started to go away, it all of a sudden came back. And I noticed that I had stretch marks. I had cellulite. I had all these flaws that I was so afraid to embrace. And 
it was it's the worst feeling it's the feeling of self-doubt of aggression and anger and you criticize yourself you even gaslight yourself and no one talks about this enough i see on social media all these instagram models and all these super skinny people or these images of what you're supposed to look like and it's not realism Nowadays, I'm starting to see, thankfully, more of realism versus, you know, photoshopped or not real. And everyone photoshops their photos. Don't get me wrong. I do it. But not to the extent where it changes my entire image. It's just, it's insane to me. And I feel like this is something that a lot of people struggle with. And it's not emphasized enough and there's not enough resources to that are out there to help us and that's that's basically what we're talking about today you know um certain triggers that I noticed when I was in high school um was food uh certain foods I would not eat because I knew it had carbs or calories um if there was people around me who had the body image that I wanted or the facial complexion that I wanted it gave me anxiety it developed into OCD, gave me depression. It's There's so many contributing factors, and those are part of the symptoms. So we got OCD, anxiety, depression, also ADD, anorexia, you know, little signs, throwing up your food. And knowing that those symptoms are there is the first step to getting the help you need. Now, who suffers the most from it i would probably say that it's a wide range of teenagers and also young adults who suffer from this but also it can be anyone like i know someone who's older um an older age and she hates her body she hates it she hates the way she looks and she was influenced by people around her you know, telling her she's fat, she was bullied into this mindset that she's fat, ugly, and so forth. But she let those people define her as a person. She let those people bully her into thinking that she's not worth it. That isn't what defines you as a person. Like, for me, the other day, I had someone say, you're pretty cute for a big girl. Now, I don't think that your size dictates who you are as an individual. I think it's based on what moral personality traits you have. For example, I look at myself and I would say I'm an outgoing positive person who has a big perspective on life. And that's, to me, that's what defines me as a person. What defines you as a person? You know, if you were to say anything without the body image, you know, I'm skinny, I'm big I'm I've got pimples I have thin hair thick hair doesn't matter stop picking out physical features just say what your personality traits are what your moral traits are what defines you as an individual and a human being that separates you from the rest and what defines you as a human being that makes us all alike what is it so one exercise that I saw on TikTok, of course, that actually helped was, it was Megan Trainer, and she said she suffered from this. 
And after she had her baby, she was struggling with her body image. And her therapist said to look in the mirror for five minutes a day, naked, and say something positive about yourself. Try to find the positive in your body. Eventually, you will learn to love your body for what it is. And at first, she was skeptical. She was like, this isn't going to work. But after a week of doing this exercise that her therapist told her to do, she was like, okay, I see you, girl. You know, I love your thighs. She started giving herself compliments without even noticing. You know, there was no impulse to be like, I hate my thighs. I hate this. I hate my stomach. She loved her body for what it was. And eventually that body dysmorphia there is no cure for it but there is a way to get around it this issue is very serious especially amongst the younger generations people on instagram and tiktok mostly and some people on facebook some people on snapchat whatever platform it is we often compare ourselves to others and what we could be when we don't see ourselves as what we already are. We always pick out the negative, and one of my teachers told, told the class, she said, if you've had a negative day or, you know, someone said something negative to you, you always dictate your day on that negative assumption or comment rather than notice, okay, what are all the good things that happened today? What was good about today? And... I related to it a lot because I always pick out the negative in my body and my complexion rather than picking out the positive. Like, for example, I got, let's, let's say something positive about ourselves. Like, huh, it's hard. It's really hard and I'm still working on it. I got good hands. I don't know. <laughs> I, I really like my hands. I think they're feminine. I think they match my body. Now, what's something positive about your body that you could say that you know for sure without hesitation is something good? Learning to accept your body is easier said than done, but there are some exercises that you can do to eventually get there. It's not a snap your fingers and it's done in one second. It's It takes time to get into the right headspace and mindset of accepting yourself as an individual and who you are and understanding that other people's opinions of you or the opinions that are negative of yourself are not what define you as a human being. So what I've learned is, this might sound cliche, journaling helps me a lot. A lot. If I'm having a bad day or I'm struggling with my self-image, I write down all the negative things about it. I say what I'm feeling, I say what's on my mind, I don't hold back. And then I look back and I read it and I say, okay, let's try it again. Let's write down all the positive things about myself that I love. I love my eyes. I love my smile. I've learned to love my thighs. I love my hands. Just the little things. And when you go back and you read that and you say it aloud, it puts you in a different perspective, puts you in a different seat, and you're able to see yourself as a different image. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. You're, you're going to have to try it. It worked for me. It might work for you. I'm hoping it does. Another way that helps you accept your body image um, is cognitive development therapy. This helps you 
with your mindset and helps you, you know, relate to how you look at yourself. And if you're willing to go out there and get the help that you need, you're putting your best foot forward and you're making the most of your opportunities and what you have. Because it takes a really strong person who's struggling with mental health to go out there on their own, willing to help themselves. Again, easier said than done. And if you're someone out there who knows of someone who's going through this, be their support system. You know, don't make them feel pressured, but just be there. Give them a compliment, you know, once a day. It's the baby steps. It's the little things that matter. Now, at first, no one's the person struggling with body dysmorphia is not going to believe you. They're going to think regardless of what you say, this is their image, this is how they look at themselves, and they hate it. But when you're consistent with it, we talked about consistency, you're consistent with these compliments and they understand that you're there, you're, you're that link, you're that person to reach out to, they'll eventually want to help themselves. And that's our goal. We want to help others the best and most efficient way we can, but we can't force it on them because you can't help someone who doesn't want to help themselves. Another way to accept your body is, you know, do a photo shoot. I absolutely love photo shoots. Now, if you're not the photo shoot type, that's okay. But even when I'm really not that confident, I do a photo shoot and it just boosts my confidence up immensely. It makes me feel good. It makes me comfortable in my own skin and I can be myself. I can express my personality through these pictures. It's honestly like art. Your body is art and embracing your flaws that you have is the best thing you can do. It's, I'm really hoping, I saw this girl on TikTok, again TikTok, I know, but she said she believes that embracing your flaws is going to become a trend eventually embracing your acne, your pigmentation, your body, your image, everything is going to become a trend and I cannot wait for that. I really can't. And you know, with body dysmorphia, we tend to fixate this obsession of our flaws. Like, I'm going to use acne again. Um, Some symptoms can be excessive pimple popping or skin picking or hair picking pulling, you name it. Just self-abuse, if that makes sense. And a lot of people don't know those signs. You know why? Because it's not talked about enough. Body dysmorphia affects about 2.4 of the population, and this can be caused by the environment, genetics, bullying, childhood trauma, media influence. There's so many factors that contribute to it. And There should be tools and resources out there to help people with this. I've been through it, and it's a feeling that feels disgusting. And it's like a person standing next to you, shaming you for everything that you are. And a lot of the times, people have a hard time speaking up about it. And that's why I'm making this podcast today. It's short, sweet, simple But it's to speak up about it and let you know that you are not alone. You're not alone in this situation. And it's okay to talk about it. You know, if you ever feel the need you need to talk about it, DM me on Instagram, anything. 
I'll be there to help you. If you want me to talk about something, I go on TikTok Live a lot. If you want me to discuss a certain topic that you're struggling with, I will be more than happy to talk about it. I will not say your name, but the message here is you're not alone. It's an indescribable feeling of self-doubt and depression, and it's the worst feeling. It's one of the worst feelings that I've ever felt. And unfortunately, some relationships that I've had contributed to that. But slowly and surely, we are getting to the point where it doesn't define us as people. It's getting to the point where it's not our whole personality. It's getting to the point where we are better than what that shadow behind our shoulder is shaming us to be. So that's going to be today's podcast, super short and sweet. I hope you guys listen all the way through. Again, I'm sorry I haven't been here, but things are better now. And I'm always here if you need. So much love to all of you beautiful people and hope you have a good day. You know, have a good night, whatever time it may be. Just embrace your flaws and just know that's not what defines you as a person. Look at your personality and look in the mirror at yourself five minutes a day and notice all the little things that you absolutely love. And that's when your perspective will start to change.